What's up, homies? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here. It's Thursday, February 16th. I'm the host, Jeff Clark. There's only three games in the NBA tonight. It's the last day before the NBA starts its All-Star break. Um, I, I, I actually am a fan of the All-Star weekend, the skills competition, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest aren't as exciting as they used to be, but I still get some joy out of it. I'll get boozed up and, and make some um, probably stupid bets on the three-point contest and possibly the dunk contest. I'm definitely going to be rolling with my boy Kevin Horder in the three-point contest. Um, but I, I do need to finish strong here to end the first half of the NBA season. Since launching the NBA Hoop Show at, at lunch here in the Outkick Bets podcast feed, this podcast record is 42-43-2. Um, we are 4-3 and three this week after a 2-2 two and two performance Wednesday. Real quick, uh, discussing the Wednesday performance, I hit with the Pacers, which is a game that the homie David talked me into. Laid minus three with the Pacers. They beat the Bulls minus. They beat the Bulls one seventeen and one thirteen. Chicago led by twenty four after the first quarter, but choked this game away like they did last month in a Indiana one sixteen one ten comeback win over Chicago. Uh, the the Bulls are are really struggling and limping down the stretch so they need the all-star break big time to kind of get their shit in gear and hopefully for their sake make a uh, playoff push in the second half of the season the next game that i took or that i bet and whiffed on was the miami heat money line at the brooklyn nets they lost 116 and 105 uh the heat actually won the first half but lost the second half 64 49 uh, Bridges got his own looks, uh, scored 45 points. If you remember yesterday's podcast, I was asking uh, David how the new Nets players were going to get their own looks without a true point guard running the show. Um, well, Mikhail Bridges has, um, has looked great since joining Brooklyn. I guess he had one stinker, but again, put up a career high forty-five last night, and was the major reason the Heat got uh, ended up getting rolled in that game. Uh, the next game that I that I bet and liked was the Nuggets minus five um, against the Dallas Mavericks. They beat the Mavericks one eighteen to one hundred nine. Jokic um, only had fourteen points, but it was a fourteen point triple double. Um, Denver just absolutely destroyed Dallas inside the paint, um, outscoring them 64-38 to 38 in the paint. Um, I talked about how just bad Dallas's defense is and how weak their interior is, and obviously uh, Denver took advantage of that. So that was an easy winner. Um, and then the next game that I took uh, was the Pelicans plus four at the Los Angeles Lakers. And hand up, that was just an awful read by myself. Uh, the Lakers won 120 to 102. Anthony Davis was awesome on both ends of the floor. Uh, scored 28 points, grabbed 10 rebounds, and it was just a bad read. It was a wire to wire win by the Lakers. Um, the Pelicans just never really had a chance. So it sucks, but I'm going to dust myself off and attack this Thursday slate. I have, again, I have four bets here in the three games um, for this Thursday slate. 
The first one is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Chicago Bulls. It's the first of an NBA on TNT doubleheader, tipping off at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And I'm fading the first two outcomes of the uh, Bulls-Bucks here regular season series, both of which went over the total. Um, I'm taking under the total. I got it at under 229, and that's where I – that's um, my written article. That's the price that I gave out, so that's what I'm going to be grading myself against here since I also made an official bet on the game at 229. I would play it down to 227. Um, it's at 227 and a half, 228 and a half, depending on where you shop, so – I would there's still number and value in this number down to 227 but um despite the last two Bucks Bulls meetings going over the total since the beginning of last year their season or their series is 3-7 and 1 to the under and they have an average over under margin of minus 12.6 so these games typically play under the total. All five of their playoff games last year in the postseason went under the total. And their previous meeting had a 231-point total, but it needed overtime to cash the over. So even that over is a little misleading. Um, as of 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, Chicago hasn't officially released an injury report, but DeMar DeRozan missed last night's game against the Pacers, as I'm sure you guys remember me talking about. And it wouldn't make much sense for the Bulls to play him tonight, given that the All-Star break is uh, starts tomorrow. So I'm expecting DeMar DeRozan to sit another game, and the Bulls score 4.9 fewer points per 100 possessions when DeMar DeRozan is off the floor, according to cleaningtheglass.com. Uh, DeRozan actually leads Chicago in offensive on-off rating. Um, And the other Bulls that were on the injury report with him last night, um, three of the the four Bulls behind DeMar DeRozan in offensive on-off rating were also on the injury report last night for Chicago. Um, Chicago's offense has been absolutely awful lately. They are 29th and non-garbage time offensive rating over the last two weeks. Milwaukee's defense has been sensational lately. They have two defensive player of the year caliber players in Giannis and Brooke Lopez. They're first in defensive rating over the past two weeks. And this is a, a situation where, at least for Chicago, where all the total trend, the, the trends for the total point to the under. Uh, what I mean by that, Chicago is 15-18, and 18 towards the under as an underdog this season, but 11 and 17 at home uh, and four and eight to the under when playing with a rest disadvantage. Again, they played last night against the Pacers when playing with a rest disadvantage, the bulls have a minus nine and a half over under margin. So I guess my one concern for this game, if I am being just honest with you guys is I'm actually afraid the bucks just, trample the bulls and put up a 130 put up 130 themselves um and if that's the case then the bulls would only need to put up you know roughly 100 points for this over to cash so i'm a little nervous about that um but i do think that the bucks they do struggle on the road typically so this could be a spot where their offense struggles and i think there's a good enough 
probability or a big enough probability of that happening that I'm going to avoid the square play of what I think is a square play of the Bulls under team total and just take the under for the game. But again, I am concerned Milwaukee just rolls Chicago. On to the next game, which is the Wizards at the Timberwolves, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off. I am taking the Timberwolves here, minus 3. Um, I, the Wizards have played pretty well lately, but when you when you take a closer look at who they played, you know, it hasn't been a quality, there hasn't been quality competition, and I think they're... Um, they're on or their net rating, which is pretty strong over the last two weeks, is a little misleading. Um, they've won six of the last ten games, but those teams and those wins include the Trailblazers, who are banged up and struggling lately, the Pacers, who have been dealing with injuries as well, but are still a sub five hundred team, and the Hornets, which are an awful team this season. Um, their other three wins came against a tanking Spurs, a tanking Rockets, Rockets team, and a uh, and a Pelicans team that that's that was a good win. I'm not even I'm not going to talk shit about it. So um, that's that that's only one impressive win for Washington over the past um, ten games and, and six wins. So fading a little bit of recency bias with the Wizards here, and I like the Timberwolves when they're um, focusing their offense or revolving their offense more so uh, around Anthony Edwards. They recently shipped off D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. Their all-star big, Carl Anthony Towns, has been out with injuries for since actually since the last Wizards-Timberwolves game, which the Timberwolves lost 142-127. to 127. This is all the way back on November 27th. Um, but... I think Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell are addition by subtraction. And um, both have really low basketball IQs. Um, the offense should be running through Anthony Edwards as is. And putting a bunch of role players around him, to me, is a better is a better roster, roster construction than D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns on the floor with Anthony Edwards. So... I think it was a good move for the Timberwolves to trade D'Angelo Russell, and, and they got back Mike Conley in return, who is a awesome veteran who's going to help this team in the locker room and, and organize the offense on the floor. Um, so I'm high on Minnesota. You guys have heard me bet Minnesota several times since launching this NBA show, Hoops at Lunch show, and I told you guys I'm going to be betting them a lot in the second half, most likely. Um, and it's because they do a really good job of getting to the basket, and they actually have the second best shot quality according to cleaningtheglass.com. Um, they take the seventh highest volume of shots at the rim, and the Wizards are only 21st in defensive field goal percentage at the rim. They give up um, their their bottom 10 in points per game allowed inside the paint, and Kristaps Porzingis, who I like and who's having a nice little season, I'm going to talk about him in a second, he's not a defensive big. So I think Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert, if he plays, he's questionable to play. More on that in a second. I think they're going to really dominate the interior and get a lot of easy buckets for the Timberwolves. So I'm going to lay the three with the Timberwolves. And I also got a player prop in this game. Um, It is Kristaps Porzingis. I'm taking his over 23.5 points, which is um, got a minus 120 uh, price on it so more expensive to bet the over but sometimes you got to pay a little more to get the the nicer things in life 
or so the saying goes. Uh, Porzingis score, has scored at least 28 points in five of his last seven games. He's averaging 29 points per game over those seven games on 61% shooting, 50% from the three. Um, Porzingis put up 41 points earlier this season against the Timberwolves, hitting two-thirds of his shots, 60% from the three, and 11 for 11 from the free throw line. Um, again, there is a chance Rudy Gobert misses this game, which honestly, it could go either way. I I like Rudy Gobert as a defensive presence, but I also like backup Nas Reed. Um, if backup, if Nas Reed has to play more minutes, I actually like him a little better defensively on, well, a lot better defensively on the perimeter against Porzingis. Obviously not nearly as good of a defender or rebounder um, as Gobert on the um, overall, but he can do some things. Either way, I'm just betting on Kristaps keeping his uh, hot streak going. He's been balling lately. If Gobert plays, Kristaps Porzingis has enough offensive versatility to get his looks off against him, whether it be from three or just putting the ball on the floor. And then if you got Nas Reed out there, then you know it's still Kristaps Porzingis versus Nas Reed. So I'm going over Kristaps Porzingis 23.5 points. Also, I'm taking the Timberwolves minus three at home against the Washington Wizards. And then the final of my uh, four bets here in the Thursday slate, uh, the second of an NBA on TNT primetime doubleheader is the Los Angeles Clippers at the Phoenix Suns. Clippers are four games above 500. Suns are five games above 500. This is a 10 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off in Phoenix. Phoenix are 2-0 overall and against the spread versus the Clippers this season, but the Clippers were on the second of a back-to-back in both games. Kawhi Leonard missed one of them, and then he was on a minutes restriction in the other one. The Clippers are closer to full strength, pretty much at full strength um, for this game, whereas the Phoenix Suns are not. They just acquired Kevin Durant at the trade deadline. He's makes them the NBA uh, Finals or the, the Western Conference uh, Final. Excuse me. Kevin Durant to Phoenix makes the Suns the favorite to make it out of the Western Conference Finals. Um, but he's not playing this game. And... For Kevin Durant, the Suns traded away two starters. So they're obviously without Cameron Johnson and Mikael Bridges because they sent them to Brooklyn, and they're still without Kevin Durant. So the only player the Clippers are missing are Norman Powell, which isn't uh, in, non, which is a significant loss, but they obviously can make up for it with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, which is what I'm expecting. Also, I like the moves the Clippers made at the trade deadline. Specifically, acquiring Mason Plumley, um, they were asking a little too much out of Zubac, and Mason Plumley, frankly, is a better player. He's having a career year quietly. He's averaging career best in points per game, shooting, and rebounds. And I actually think he's going to take over the starting um, center duties for the Clippers or from Zubac here shortly. But having Plumley and Zubac really helps negate that mismatch they have in the front court. DeAndre Ayton could really or could really bully the the Los Angeles Clippers on the inside and he's not going to be able to as much here in this game because of Plumlee and Zubac. Also, Kawhi Leonard has been just killing it lately and 
he's starting to play like the player that you know the Clippers signed and the Clippers hoped they were getting. Um, hopefully, for for their sake, that Kawhi stays healthy. But um, over his last seven games, he's averaging 27 points per game on 49% shooting, 54% from three, 92% from the foul line, and. I think Kawhi Leonard is the best player on the floor without Kevin Durant out there, and that's with all due respect to Devin Booker, who's been playing awesome since returning to action. Um, I think like a week or so ago, he missed a bunch of time with an injury. But give me Kawhi Leonard and and give me Paul George. Um, Maybe not over Devin Booker, but he's not too... um, Devin Booker and Paul George are roughly in the same caliber and tier of player currently, so... Clippers got two of those guys. The Suns only got one of those guys. And I'll take the Clippers here um, to end the first half of the NBA season strong with a win in Phoenix. Uh, Just to recap my other three picks, I'm also laying the three with the Timberwolves. I am betting Kristaps Porzingis over 23.5 points, and I am taking under 229 in the Bucks-Bulls game. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Obviously, follow Outkick Bets at Outkick Bets, and you can read my daily handicaps at outkick.com backslash sports dash betting. I'll probably do something for the NBA All Star weekend, so be on the lookout for that. Um, either way, I'll, I'll, I'll be back next week to break down the Honda Classic and the PGA Tour, and then I'll start doing the NBA Hoops at Lunch Show when the All Star break ends, which I think is next Thursday. So. Best of luck to you guys with your fate or follow me, and I'll be talking to you. Peace. Peace.